I like turtles. The weather is cold. Halloween is over. That can only mean one thing. College basketball is back. Welcome back in to an episode here at the North Pole Pod. Uh, I'm your host, North, and got my boy, Robbie Boy, on today again. Uh, It's been a little bit of time since we hopped on here. The last time we were on, we had UConn cutting down the nets, winning the national championship, Dan Hurley and company um, securing that first ever championship for him and bringing a championship back to stores. Um, I know you correctly picked FAU in the final four. What a freaking call that was. Uh, San Diego State, I had them uh, winning it all as a future, and they were, came up short. But, um, you know, as we get away from last year and now, smell that we're about a week away, less than a week away, less than a week away. College basketball season tips off Monday night, November 6th. We're recording this on Thursday, so we're only a couple days away, one weekend away uh, from the start of the season. How you feeling, Rob? How how we doing? Doing great. Uh, it's, it's good to be back. I know we took a, a little bit of time off since – you know, the uh, the national championship last year, but back to get a full season under our belts and um, ready for some college basketball. Yeah, absolutely. We did take a little bit of time off. Um, you know, we've had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, obviously, the, the sports world has uh, had other things going on in it as well. We're knee-deep in college football and NFL right now. NBA and NHL have started just last night. We concluded baseball. Congratulations to the Texas Rangers. First ever World Series title in their 63-year history. So I had to give them a plug. Um, but yeah, man, let's let's dive into some stuff real quick. Um, we do want to look at each of these conferences. We want to go over some of the teams and notable teams really and truly in some of the conferences. Um, the ACC, you know, let's dive right into it. The ACC, I think, is going to be back to at least a decent conference this year. I think they've got a three-headed monster with Duke, Carolina, and Miami, I think those are above. They're they're cut above, I guess you can say. All the other teams in this conference. Um, what's your? T- I think Virginia's going to have a little bit of a down year, man. I I'm not sold on this team. They lost pretty much everybody, and I think Tony Bennett and the Wahoos have got a lot of work to do to get back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, no, I agree. And you mentioned top three: Duke, uh, UNC, and Miami. I think pretty much outside of that, that's. Those are the three teams. Uh, I think Duke, honestly, is going to run through this conference. I don't know how competitive um, some of these bottom-tier teams will be. Miami returning a few guys um, from last year's Final Four run. So, obviously, we'll keep an eye out for them. And UNC looking to rebound off missing the tournament last year. I think that they'll uh, they'll have a competitive team this year, and, and they'll be back for sure. Yeah, I can't believe Armando Baycott's still in college. Uh, that's right. one thing that's just like, is this guy ever going to graduate? Is he at six years, five years at least? There's um, always a couple of those guys every year, you know, that seem. Yeah, you just. Years old and the, 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 the Robbie Hummel everybody. route, I guess you can say, yeah. you know, where you're just around through a couple decades. Um, Perry Ellis is out in my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is Perry Ellis graduated or is he still at Kansas? He might still be there, man. I don't, I don't really know. Um, he might have four degrees by now seriously um I like Duke you know I I I mean I hate Duke but like I like Duke in this conference bringing back Filipowski is huge for Duke they also brought back Tyrese Proctor Mark Mitchell and Jeremy Roach um so the core of their starting lineup is pretty much back from last year's team they bring in a really talented uh freshman and Jared McCain guy can shoot lights out one of the best freshmen in the country um and this is John Shire's second year so you imagine he's going to have a little bit more familiarity with coaching and having that under his belt. 
Um, I, I, I really like Duke. What do you, what do you see out of Duke, you know, going into this year? They're the odds on favorite to win this conference. They're I think second or third best odds to win it all nationally as well. Um, but what's your, what's your take on this team? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, if I had to put my money anywhere, I mentioned it earlier, I think Duke is really gonna, um, is gonna run through it. Um, you mentioned Jordan McCain. Um, I think they're going to def- defend well still with Mark Mitchell. They return him down low. Um, he'll be a great compliment to Kyle Filipowski. I actually watched randomly enough last night some of the scrimmages. I don't know if you've been keeping an eye on any of that stuff. I have. Um, well, I saw Kansas lost, and, and Dickinson is now 0-5 against Illinois. Um, I saw, I think, Purdue might have lost all the, as well. I saw the T-shirts. I didn't catch any of that game, but I saw the Brad Daddy T-shirts. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I know they have the TJ Power, I think, in the rotation. Sean Stewart's another guy. Um, two freshmen, I think, that will contribute. Um, I think I think they'll be able to run the ball, defend, and they seem to have it all, at least in every position. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think that with them bringing back that core group um, from last year is such an advantage for them because from what we've seen recently, I feel like from a lot of these blue blood programs, at least Duke in particular, uh, is the constant turnover, you know, freshman one and done out in and out, in and out, in and out. But now you have some consistency uh, in that starting lineup where you're bringing back some guys that were there last year, I guess some continuity, I guess is the word that I'm looking for there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that's really going to help them out. One of the things to note in this conference is this is going to be the first time since 1976, Jimmy Beheim won't be the head coach at Syracuse. Uh, so I think that that's something to note. It's going to be interesting how they fare um, without Jim Beheim on the sideline. Um, I think that they've got a pretty good group of guys. They'll be right on that, that fringe of, um, you know, the bubble, I guess you can speak of, of getting to the tournament or not. Adrian Autry has been there for a little while. Um, you know, he is he somebody is that, there, yeah. Yeah, he's somebody that Jim Beheim was really high on. Um, he was kind of always going to be um, the heir apparent to Jim Beheim. So uh, what's your take on Syracuse? Do you expect anything big from them this year? Like I said, I, I think an NCAA tournament is, is where their ceiling is. I don't know much past that, though, um, is, is what you're going to get. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I have a huge feel on Syracuse this year, but I think you're right. Like, they tend to always be around that bubble mark and, you know, getting into the tournament and for some crazy reason, they always seem to pull out some sort of run and, and be in the mix of things. So I wouldn't count them out of any uh, chance of doing something like that. But I think that, you know, they're right on the fringe, I think would be a fair assessment of, of, of today. Yeah, they've got the pedigree, you know, as far as been there, done that. And just like you said, they, they stick around. They're just there. They're, they're kind of like a pest or a menace. They kind of remind me of like a um, – Pittsburgh Steelers in NFL or Iowa football in college football. Those are the teams that are just like, they're always there. You can't ever get rid of them. So question for you is, is do we still see the two, three zone? That's do a good question on uh, how this team might, you know, play as opposed to, you know, how it was run under. Under Behan. I would imagine they're probably going to stick to that at least initially. Um, you know, they might divert away from that, but I would imagine that they're probably going to stick with that considering that they're hired, that they brought somebody in house and promoted them to head coach and Autry, you would have to imagine that he's been there, I think since 2010 or 11. So he's been there 12 or 13 years. You would have to imagine that he's just going to run with that style of defense, at least initially. Yeah. I think he would implement something similar, at least with, um, you know, what, what he's learned under, under Bayheim. But I think it would be pretty cool to – I don't know. For whatever reason, it just annoys me just the optics of looking at it and watching it. I know it you know, it works and it's effective, but I think it would be cool if he could mix something else in. Um, 
Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch to see how what direction they go with that. And if it's successful, you know, that's the other thing, too, is because they might make a stab at it and it doesn't work out. So then what do you do? Do you revert back to the 2-3 defense? Or are you like, hey, I've implemented my new new techniques here. I'm sticking with what I know. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. A couple other things to note. Um, we talked about Miami. Norchad Amir, Nigel Pack return. Um, I really like the addition of Matthew Cleveland um, from Florida State for them. Uh, he's basically like a friggin' pogo stick at 6'10 or 6'11, just can jump out of the building. So I think you pair him up with Norchad Amir, Nigel Pack. Um, I think Google Poplar is back as well. So I think that they'll have a, a, a very good team. I think that they can win this conference. I'm actually picking them to win this conference. I think Duke is a favorite, but I love this Miami team. Um, and I think when it's all said and done, they actually end up winning this conference. And I think Nigel Pack ends up being player of the year in this conference. That's that's my bold prediction for the ACC is Nigel Pack ends up winning player of the year. All right. I like it. I, I would love to see it. Um, I'm certainly rooting for that. Um, I think they have a good shooter, too, outside with um, Joseph. What's his name? Bentley Joseph. He seems to be a sharpshooter that can add um, to the mix. And they should be a scoring, uh, another scoring prowess in that in that conference. Yeah. A um, couple other things to note from the ACC. Uh, Wake, I, I mentioned them. I think they're my dark horse pick. Um, I do like them to make not only make the NCAA tournament, but possibly make some noise too. They brought in Hunter Salas. Uh, if you remember him, he was a top 10 former recruit, former uh, guard at Gonzaga that Steve Forbes has now brought over in the transfer portal. You pair him up with uh, Monsato, Hildreth, and Carr, and I think you've got a very nice group of four there with some depth, and I really like Steve Forbes. Uh, I, I've loved this guy ever since he was at uh, was it East Tennessee State or Chattanooga, uh, but I, I really liked him there, and now he's made the transition over into a Power 5 conference, and I, you know the Wake Forest team, they were a pesky team last year. They were, they were feisty. They won some games they probably shouldn't have won, um, so I, I really like this team. Um, any, any feel on any dark horses in this conference? Um... I do, I, I do like the wake pick. Um, to be honest, I'll, I'll throw Vatek in there. Okay. Um, yeah. They got the one transfer from Northwestern, um, Robbie Baran and um, Kai Long from Old Dominion. Um, I think, you know, that'll give them some depth in the front court. Um, I think they kind of stand around where they usually are around the Syracuse bubble line. Maybe they can make a tournament run. But if I had to pick anybody outside of that top three and different from wake, um, I'll go with Vatek and the hooks. Yeah, and, and Mike Young's done a, a, a pretty good job there in uh, in Blacksburg. Replacing Justin Mutz and Grant Pasili is going to be tough for them. Um, but you do return Hunter Couture and Sean Padula. So you do return, you know, that outside scoring threat. And like you said, you brought in Robbie Barron and, and you bring in Makai Long um, to hopefully beef up that front court. I think they'll be right in the thick of it. I think, you know, when you're looking at this ACC, outside of the top three, you know, we talked about Duke, we talked about um, – uh, Miami and then obviously North Carolina is there as well outside of those three I think it's totally up for grabs you're looking at you know possibly six maybe seven teams getting into the tournament from this league you know you could look at Wake you could look at Virginia you could look at Virginia Tech NC State's in there maybe Louisville makes a run the only Clemson, thing that I perhaps Clemson yeah, yeah I, PJ Hall PJ Hall could end up being an all-conference player at Clemson. So I really like Clemson. The only team that I really look at and I'm like, I don't know if they've really got a shot is probably Notre Dame. Um, you know, this is will be the first year without Mike Bray. Micah Shrewsbury transitions from Penn State over to South Bend. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be a rebuild, to, to, to put it lightly. So I, I don't know if I really 
you know, can buy into what they're bringing in to South Bend, at least this year. I think it's going to take Shrewsbury a couple of years. Uh, and, but I think he's a great hire. I think he's a great coach. We saw what he was able to do at Penn State. Other than that, um, Damon Stoudemire takes over for Josh Pastner at Georgia Tech. I think that that is a transition that needed to happen. I don't know how Josh Pastner hung on to a job that freaking long at Georgia Tech. Um, NC State's a, a, a name that is typically, you know, right in the mix as well. They bring in Jarkel Joyner from Ole Miss, DJ Horn from ASU. Um, I, I don't know what we're going to see from the Wolfpack this year, but I think it's just a total melting pot after those top three. What are, what are your takes on it? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think, again, it's it's that three-headed monster, as you mentioned before, outside of that. I, I, I mean, I think even six to seven might be a stretch for tournament um, contenders. Um, but you'll be somewhere around that mark with the power fives and things like that. So, um, yeah, I agree. Awesome. Also, who's your pick to win? The ACC? Yep. I'm going to pick Duke. I feel pretty confident in that. I know that's kind of chalky, but without having watched any basketball right now, I think that's a safe, safe pick there. Yep. And and who you got for uh, player of the year? Player of the year. I will – I'll go with Kyle Filipowski. I think he, I think like you said, him staying. I think having him second year in that league, I think he's going to dominate. Yeah, I think, and he's I think as chalky he's as that is. I know, I know. That's what I was going to say. I'm pretty sure they're both probably the favorites, but it makes sense. You know, I mean, you're returning a guy that was arguably a lottery pick, and he's coming back, and he's got the pieces around him to take some of the pressure off him as well, uh, which can only help him, and only is going to open him up for more opportunities. So. Um, Rob's got Duke and Kyle Filipowski. I've got Miami and Nigel Pack. So pretty much we're saying whoever wins the conference is going to have the conference player of the year. Um, you like Vatek as your dark horse. I'll take Wake. Uh, let's jump into the Big East, man. This, in my opinion, is the best conference in the game right now. You've got UConn coming off their national championship. Creighton made a deep run to the Elite Eight. Marquette was a uh, number two seed in the tournament. Uh, Villanova is going to be loaded again this year as well. I like what I'm seeing from Providence. I think Rick Pitino and the Johnnies are going to be back too. What's your initial takes um, on the Big East or as I would say the Big Priest Conference? No, I like it. I think uh, there's a lot of hype around this conference, obviously with coaching changes and Ed Cooley from Providence to Georgetown. There's some storylines there. Uh, Can UConn, you know, do, you know, run it back again? I think probability statistically wise no not that they don't have a a, a good team around them um I know you mentioned earlier losing you know their their three main guys last year um Andre Jackson one being one of like I think you know that was your guy super difference maker I think he's gonna be it's the ultimate glue guy they're gonna be missing him this year Cam Spencer comes over I do like him but I think that front court's gonna be a little lacking um but the Big East yeah I'm excited to watch some Big East basketball um, back the old days, kind of where they were one of the the main conferences in college basketball. Yeah, I I, I agree with the Andre Jackson sentiment. You know, I think that that is going to be a big piece that they that they're going to miss. You know, they do bring back Klingon, um, Donovan Klingon down low, which will be a big help to at least alleviate some of the loss of Sonogo. He's not going to obviously replace him. You get Tristan Newton back in the backcourt along with. Alex Caravan, and like you said, Cam Spencer, the sharpshooter from Rutgers by way of Northwestern. Um, I think that that really helps them a lot. Um, I know you love this Marquette team. You loved them last year. Um, I know you love them again this year. My big question with Marquette is how do they fare now going from the Hunter 
to the hunted because they kind of you know snuck up on some people last year i don't think anybody had a lot of high expectations for shaka smart and company now that they're you know arguably the biggies preseason pick and they're probably going to have preseason biggest player of the year and tyler kolick as well what's your what's your uh, i guess thought or um what's your feel on this marquette team are you still as high as you were last year on them Spoiler alert, I am going to pick them to win the Big East. Um, yes, I'm a big fan of them. Tyler Kolick, they're returning a lot of guys. Shaka Smart. Um, yeah, he's going to he's gonna steer the ship, and I think that they're due with some experience. And um, I think that they can handle, I guess, like you said, being the hunted now in this conference. Um, I, I guess that would be the consensus. If they're a top, I'm sure that they're predicted to win. They're probably the odds on favorite, if I remember correctly. Um, but there's a bunch of teams that are going to be loaded. Um up there and 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 it might be kind of just big east cannibalism you might see some teams taking out other guys so um it's going to be competitive but i do like marquette to come out on top there yeah i and you look at this conference you know talking about how loaded is if you're looking at the top 25 you've got marquette at five uconn at six creighton at eight uh then you go down a little bit and you get into villanova at 22 and then other teams that are receiving votes you've got st john's in there you've got xavier in there um, one of the teams that isn't mentioned and didn't really receive any votes, I really like Providence, man. I know it's going to be Kim English's first year at the helm, but I really like this team. You're bringing back, um, in my opinion, who I think is going to be the Big East player of the year and Bryce Hopkins. You got him and Devin Carter. You also bring over Josh Oduru from George Mason. I think it solidifies one of the top front courts in the Big East. Um, I, I really like this Providence team. I know that it's going to be tough, you know, with a first year, not first, well, technically first year at Providence head coach coming over from George Mason with Kim English. Um, I think Bryce Hopkins wins the player of the year in this conference. I would say my pick to win this conference, man, it is an absolute toss up for me. I'm going to go with Creighton, but I really like Villanova. I think Villanova is a sneaky team this year to make a very deep run. You look, what's your take on Villanova? Um, you know, as they add in a lot of these pieces, Akeem Hart, Tyler Burton, TJ Bamba, Lance Ware, what's your take on them? I was going to say, I think we'll have to highlight our, our trader and our own Akeem Hart transfer. There. <laughs> but, but it, yeah, as much uh, criticism or as much as I've criticized him in the past, I think he will be, you know, a top scorer on that team and certainly a contributor. Um, they, they do fill a lot of holes um, with a lot of those transfers that you mentioned, TJ Bamba from Wazoo and Tyler Burton from Richmond. Um, Eric Dixon's back. I think they're certainly strong. And um, I, I I like that to be, you know, um, I don't know if a sleeper is the right word for it, but maybe an under the radar team in that Big East that might be getting a little overlooked with the top dog of Creighton and Marquette. Yeah, um, I, think, I think Kyle Neptune getting another year under his belt is going to help yeah. them as well. Um, Justin yeah. Moore, Justin Moore coming back, I think is big for them as well. You know, you have him and Eric Dixon, but you're bringing in these transfers that are for the most part, all really experienced. Like Hakeem Hart played, what, what was he, three or four years at, at Maryland? You had Tyler Burton for three yeah. years or four years at Richmond. You had TJ Bamba, who was a grad transfer as well. So you, you're bringing in these guys that have got a ton of experience. It's just whether or not they're going to mesh. But um, the team that, I, like I said, I like a little bit over them and I like a little bit over everybody in this conference is Creighton. Um, you know, you lost Ryan Nemhard, You replaced him with Steven Ashworth. Yeah. No, essentially, yeah. The only thing that Kaluma – Kaluma's the only one that I think is really going to be missed because you bring back Kalkbrenner, you bring back Shireman, and you bring back Trey Alexander. So for the most part, you're 
you know, you lose your starting point guard, but you replace him. And I think, I think that's an absolute wash. I think Ashworth is very good. If you saw what he did under Ryan Odom at uh, Utah state, very, very, very sound, um, not turn over, not, not going to turn the ball over, shoots lights out at the free throw line, shoots, you know, about 40% from three little shorter guy, not going to lie, you know, when it comes to the, the point guard position, but what you're going to get out of him compared to Nemhard, I think is going to be a wash. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, they were one play essentially from a final four last year. Um, I liked a lot of what I saw out of Shireman and returning him. Obviously you mentioned Kalkbrenner. Um, yeah, I, I think that they're going to be, they're going to, you know, easily 20 plus wins this year and right in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. What's your take on uh, Rick Pitino and the Johnnies? You know, we've got Rick Pitino back in the Big East, uh, back uh, in, in power conference basketball. He's got a pretty good roster. I know Jordan Dingle um, was the Ivy League, reigning Ivy League player of the year, so he brings him over. Um, I know RJ Lu- Luis is there as well, and I know that Joel Soriano down low. What's your What's your take on this team? I don't know what to take. I know he brought um, he brought over with him Denise Jenkins from Iona. Um, I think he'll have an impact. I'm not sure what to think. I think that he'll he'll turn this program. Uh, I think they'll be better than they were last year, but I think they might fare somewhere in the middle of this conference. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people are having them, you know, in that four or five spot. I, I think that the clear three are going to be Marquette, UConn and Creighton with Villanova hovering around there as well. That's that's the consensus that I've seen. But really and truly, if you want my opinion, I don't think this UConn team's good. I don't think this UConn team's going to make it to the Sweet 16 this year. I just, I don't see it. I think there's yeah. too much turnover. I think the hangover, the championship hangover is a real thing. You know, I talked about it with Marquette going from the hunter to the hunted. Same thing with UConn. You know, now everybody, they've got the biggest target on their back in college basketball because everybody wants to beat them. So I do look at UConn as a team that I think is going to regress I don't want to say immensely this year, but I think they're going to get in the tournament as like a seven seed, something like that. You know, they'll be hovering around that top 25 most of the year, but preseason number six in the country. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, who's your pick to win the conference? You said Marquette, right? Yep. So you got Marquette winning the conference player of the year. Ooh, player of the year. You go first. I'm going to take Bryce Hopkins player of the year. Um, I just, I love what the guy does. I think he's going to average a double, double um on on the season i think he's gonna have 22 double doubles on the year is what i'll go with um i I just i really like the guy um and then the team that i'll pick to win it all or win the win it all win the big east is gonna be creighton um love dougie mcdermott's squad this year lot of experience a lot of experience on this team and like i said a dark horse um i probably would say providence uh but i really like like I said, I really like this Nova team. I think this Nova team could end up winning the conference when it's all said and done because, once again, that experience factor. I mean, you put them up against Creighton, and you've got two teams that have all juniors and seniors pretty much that are going to be playing significant minutes on these teams. So I, I love the experience from both of those teams. One team that we didn't mention, Xavier, um, Zach Fremantle and Jerome Hunter are both out for the year. Huge, huge losses for them. Uh, basically, they're re- relying on Desmond Claude to run the show. I don't understand how they got significant preseason votes. Uh, they were they got eight preseason votes for the top 25, and I just don't see it with this squad whatsoever. I think they're a bottom-tier team in this loaded Big East. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's tough, obviously, losing Fremantle and Hunter. I think, obviously, um, that's a major part of, of their team. 
Um, Sean Miller coming back. I think he's a good coach, but, uh, you know, the departures of them and Soli Boom and Colby Jones, I think are really going to hurt this team, and they're going to take a step back for sure. I agree. All right, who's your, who's your player of the year? All right, I'm just going to go with Tristan Newton. I know, like, just – just, you know, I know you like, you don't love UConn this year, but um, he's back and, you know, he, he set a program record last year um, with two triple doubles in one year. I, I think, you know, him returning and, and his supporting cast will be good and he'll be very impactful. Awesome. Let's move to the Big Ten. Can't wait to talk about the Big Ten. You know, we can't wait to talk about the Big Ten. We're Terps over here, for God's sake. Uh, Purdue. Number one question, can Purdue win a tournament game? That is going to be the number one question. They are coming off, uh, you know, one of the biggest upsets in NCAA tournament history, where last year they lost in the first round as a one seed to the 16 seed, fairly Dickinson. Um, Purdue pretty much returns everybody. You know, you get back Zach Eady, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, Mason Gillis. Um, so they've got, you know, the team back again this year. Could it be a very similar Hollywood-esque story where you lose to a 16 seed, then you go and win the national championship? Remains to be seen. Uh, Michigan State, they're going to have a loaded roster again this year as well. You return, in my opinion, it might be the best backcourt, not only in the Big Ten, but maybe in the entire country, in Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard. You also bring in Xavier Booker, uh, a yeah. big five-star prospect as well. I think those are, in my opinion, the clear-cut two best teams in this conference. What's your take on both of those teams? Yeah, Purdue, I think you mentioned the storyline. Um, I don't know if they can kind of uh, replicate maybe what Virginia did with winning with winning a national title. I think Purdue will still seem to Purdue, but I do like the experience in the backcourt. You mentioned their guard play. Um, and then, obviously, Zach Eady going to be a national player of the year contender again. I think that um, they will make a deeper run and, and um, live up to expectations better than they did last year with their early exit in the first round. Um, Michigan State, again, you mentioned I like Xavier Brooks, obviously, big man down low coming in um, to add to their experience. Tom Izzo, it's hard to uh, to bet against him. Um, and, yeah, I think that they'll be, they'll be a force for sure. Yeah, you know, Michigan State historically kind of sneaks up on people where – they might have the preseason expectations and then they falter in November and December and people forget about them. And then boom, March hits. And it's like, Oh, they're right back to where we expected them to be. Uh, we kind of saw that last year, you know, they were seven seed in the tournament. They beat uh, Marquette in the, in the round of 32 and then lost in dramatic fashion to K state in the sweet 16. Um, I really like this Michigan state team, which is very odd, very weird for me to say that because typically I hate Michigan state teams. I just have never been a fan of Izzo. Um, but I really like this team. I, I think, like we said, the combination of Walker and Hogard at the point, I mean, at, at the guard positions is something that no other team in this conference has. And then you add in Xavier Booker. I think that's a huge addition to this team as well. Um, so I look at this team as, you know, they're they're comparing right now Xavier Booker to like Jaron Jackson. If they can get anywhere near the type of production from Booker that they got from Jackson, this is going to be a team that is going to be, you know, final four elite eight-esque type of team. Um, as you look at the rest of the Big Ten, we got to talk about the Dirty Terps. Picked, I think, third or fourth in this league. I think um, I think we can compete. You know, I think we can hang with, with Purdue. We beat, the, we beat the shit out of Purdue in College Park last year. Um, I think we can hang with Michigan State as well. The biggest question is going to be the front court. It's always going to be the front court because you had Julian Reese. And what did you do this offseason to help that? Nothing. Nothing. You brought in Jordan Geronimo from Indiana. That's it. Um, I love I love bringing back uh, Jameer Young and I love bringing back Dante Scott. Um, but what's your take on the Dirty Terps? 
Yeah, obviously, depth is always an issue and concern, um, as you mentioned in the front court. Julian Reese pretty much going to be the only guy we have down there to battle. Um, I, I think that we'll finish probably somewhere around where we're expected. I think we can certainly make a run at, at a contender for the Big Ten. Um, Jameer Young, you mentioned coming back with Dante Scott. It'll We'll see how our freshmen, our two freshmen, um, what they can add with Sean Harris-Smith and um, Jamie Kaiser. Um, hopefully he can have a shooting element that we I think we've been missing in the past couple years. Um, someone to knock down threes consistently that we can trust. I think that'll be huge in our success. Yeah, and don't forget about Chance Stevens from Loyola, I, I th- from Loyola Marymount. I think that he can add, uh, you know, at least some outside shooting. I'm not saying that, you know, he's going to be the guy that we're going to rely on in the clutch. But, you know, I think if he provides a couple threes a game, I think that can really help us out. I do think we're really going to miss Hakeem Hart, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball, you know, with the length. But I do think DHS to Sean Harris-Smith can make up for some of that um, that we lost. So what what about some other teams in this conference? I, I know that uh, we touched on Wisconsin a little bit. I think they're going to be in the mix just because of the experience that they've got. Um, but some of these teams that are typically at the top of the league are, are going to have, in my opinion, some rebuilding years. You look at a team like an Iowa or a Michigan, uh, maybe even like an Ohio State. What's your take on the kind of the rest of this league? Because I, I personally do not see the Big Ten as a team that's going to get nine or ten teams in like they might have had in previous years. I see this as more of like a six, maybe seven bid league. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um not maybe a team to watch in Nebraska, but certainly a player to note. I think he's going to, you know, outside of Zach, Zach Eady last year, he was fire averaged. I don't even know, 20 some points a game. Tominaga, their, uh, their guard there to lead the charge for the Cornhuskers. I think, you know, he, he can certainly, he'll be the key in breaking through there with Nebraska. Um, you mentioned Wisconsin, Indiana. I'm not sure too much about Ohio State. I think this is going to be an interesting team to watch um what, what's your take on them with sense ball and and suing leaving you know their top scores from last year Ohio State it's just going to be one of those middle of the pack teams I think Zed Key and Bruce Thornton are going to be back for them um they do add Jamison Battle which I think really helps them out down low Dale Bonner from Baylor can help out the guard position as well so I I think that that can help them out but I just you know I just look at this team as like very very middle of the pack you know I don't they're not going to they might win one of those big games but really and truly they're going to win the games they should and they're going to lose the games they should and that's exactly how I I see this team um I'm not that sold on Chris Holtman man I'm just I'm not the biggest fan of him I just think he's a very mediocre coach that you know what you're going to get year in and year out and if you're looking for an Ohio State team to get into that upper echelon you know I just, you know, back when they had like Kata Bates, Diop and and players of that nature, I don't see that happening anymore um, in Columbus. Um, Other than that, Rutgers, you think, how do we feel about Rutgers? Um, I know that Caleb McConnell and Paul Mulcahy are finally gone. Um, I know Cliff Amarillo will be back. Derek Simpson showed some promise as a freshman. Uh, They get Noah Fernandez from UMass. Mawat Mog is back as well. And Andre Hyatt. What do we, what are we feeling from Steve Peichel's club? Yeah, I, I think you, you, you touched on, obviously, the, the pivotal roles that they're missing now, um, departures of, I think, a lot of blue positions there, McConnell and McKayhee. Um, I think, honestly, they'll, they'll fare towards the bottom end of this conference as well. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Cliff Amore. He's back, second team, all Big Ten. 
um he'll be a steady producer i believe yeah i i I agree with that i think they're a fringe bubble team um i don't think they're gonna have as much success as they've had in in past years like i said i just feel like the big 10 as a whole is a little bit down compared to what we've seen uh in previous years uh and and i think that's showing you know as we're looking through these rosters as we're talking about the quote-unquote depth of this of this league i just don't see it compared to where i've seen it in leagues past or in years past um, but let's roll through these next three pretty quickly. We've got the Pac-12, SEC, and the Big 12. Let's start with the Pac-12. I, I know there's some teams that both you and I are pretty high on. Um, Arizona's probably the favorite to win this league as of right now. Uh, Omar Ballo, they're bringing him in. They really lucked out with Caleb Love because Caleb Love was supposed to go to Michigan, but because of academic reasons, he ends up going to Arizona, which that doesn't make sense to me that that can happen in the collegiate level. The fact that one has better academic qualifications or criteria compared to the other. So he's allowed to go to the other one makes no sense. Um, Kiki Boswell will be back as well. Keelan Boswell. I think he's going to take over uh, the, the, the shooting guard position next to Caleb love. Um, But other than that, you've got a loaded USC team. I love this Colorado team. Uh, I think UCLA might take a little bit of a hit as well as, um, as well as like Utah and Stanford. I think it's a, you know, a four, maybe five bid league. What's your take here on the, on the PAC 12 out West? Yeah. We talked about the big East maybe being, you know, the best conference um, here, but the PAC 12 is one that's really interesting to me. I think you mentioned Colorado. I, I really, I really like Colorado. I don't know if it's the Dion hype or what from football this year, but you know, Eddie Lampkin coming over from TCU, I think is going to be a great ad. They have a top five prospect in Cody Williams, who's going to be, in my opinion, pretty good. So I think that they're going to be an exciting team to watch. USC as well in their backcourt with Boogie Ellis and uh, Isaiah Collier. I think he was the number one, obviously, recruit coming in. I'm not sure where Bronny James is going to fare in in that rotation or what he'll be able to add coming into his freshman year. Um, well, it, 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 it depends a lot with with his health with Bronny James because he did suffer. He had that cardiac arrest incident right. in summer practice. So w- whether or not he's going, you know, to be able to contribute or even play at all this year is still in in question a little bit. Um, I, I you know who else I really like from on this USC team that they got in the transfer porter, DJ Rodman, Dennis Rodman's son, kind of yeah. once again, your ultimate glue guy he came over from Wazoo uh, and he provides a lot of a, a nice veteran presence, but also a guy that can do everything. He's kind of like that Andre Jackson role that we were talking about, you know, the ultimate glue guy that you're looking for. Uh, and he takes after his dad, you know, that's kind of what Rodman was. He was, he was that bully, you know, he, he did the, he did the things that nobody else wanted to do. Um, yeah. I, I like this USC team. What's your take on UCLA? They lost everyone, man. They lost Jaime Hawkes, Tiger Campbell, Jaden Clark, uh, Adem Bona, um, and then also Amari Bailey as well, or uh, Dembona might be back, but they lost a lot from this team to put it lightly. Um, I, I'm very concerned about them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe, uh, Bona is going to be back. Bona's um, back. Yep. Yeah. One of the best defensive players, I think, um, in that league. So I think, you know, obviously it's going to be a new era and, and not totally sure it's going to be much of a rebuild there, but, um, you know, Eddie Mara might be one of the best in that group. He's, you know, great vision i think in passer um so he he's he's got some upside there um outside of that i mean i think that they'll still be in the mix for the pac 12 i'm not sure that that they're going to go away completely um despite all their losses um i don't think they'll go away completely and the reason being is a i do believe in mick cronin um but b i don't think there's much 
after them that can really threaten them. Maybe Oregon, maybe Arizona State. But after that, you know, you're looking at Utah, Stanford, Washington, Cal, Wazoo, and Oregon State. I don't really see much from any of those teams that are really going to really going to threaten UCLA. They might beat them a time, um, you know, one time or, you know, they, 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 they might end up in the beginning of the season being ahead of them. Um, but really and truly, I don't see any of those teams really threaten them. Oregon's an interesting team. Um, you know, I know that they lost Kalel Ware um, and they lost Nick Biddle. So they did lose some size, excuse me, but they do bring back in Fale Dante, um, who I think is pretty damn good. They bring in a couple of top, 40 freshmen, Kwame Evans, Jackson Shellstad, and Mookie Cook. So they're going to be kind of reloading there as well. Kind of like UCLA. You know, UCLA has seven freshmen entering the program. Oregon's got a, a trio of top 40 freshmen entering in as well. So a lot of new faces. You talked about USC, you know, Isaiah Collier, Bronny James. Uh, you talk about Colorado, Cody Williams. A lot of new faces entering this league this year, especially freshmen. Pick to win this conference. Man, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Buffs. I am. Okay. I, I love, I think this is Tad Boyle's probably his best team that he's had, um, you know, in, in the decade plus that he's been there. You mentioned Eddie Lampkin. You mentioned Cody Williams. They also bring back KJ Simpson. And don't forget, this guy I think is going to be Pac-12 player of the year, Tristan Da Silva. Me and yep. Rob are both extremely high on the buffs this year. Go ahead, throw $5 on them to win it all. Five wins you, I think, 450. They're 90 to one odds. Throw five bucks. That's the price of a beer, price of a couple McChickens. Throw five bucks on them to win it all. I really like this Colorado team. Do you do you have them winning the uh, the Pac-12? Uh, just to be different, I'm going to take USC. Okay. So neither yeah. one of us is t- are taking the favorite in Arizona. I like that. Mm-hmm. Going a little bit off the uh, off the radar. Um, let's hop into the SEC real quick. We're going to whip through the SEC and Big Twelve. I know I've got some listeners in both territories. Um, when you look at SEC, Tennessee, I think right now on paper is, is returning the most talent. Um, Zakai Ziegler, Josiah Jordan James are both back. I believe Vescovi is back as well. Um, so they're returning three of their top four scores. I think they lost Kamwa to Michigan uh, in the transfer portal. This team's going to be right back there again. Um, I personally really like Texas A&M. I think Wade Taylor the fourth is incredible. Um, Tyrese Radford as well will be there again. Um, and, and down low, you know, you're looking at uh, Julian Marble, I think is still there, and Henry Coleman. They return pretty much their, their core group of guys. Who's your pick to win this conference? I know when we were talking that you, there's a team that stood out to you. I'm wondering if this is your pick, but who you got? Uh, I do like Texas A&M. They do stand out. It's definitely a team I'm going to watch. Um, I'm going to take the, the Razorbacks here in Arkansas. Interesting. Um, Thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna go with the cats, man. I, I know you'd been you'd been on the freshman hype train with with Kentucky. Yeah, I I think they have a lot of talent certainly there in Kentucky, but I you know I, I think you kind of stand stand on this where it's just too much young talent, and, and I don't know that it hasn't really um, tended to fare well in past years, especially with them. I just think they might be too young. Um, I'm gonna yeah, but I'm gonna go with Arkansas. So um, let me ask let me ask you this question. Do you think the SEC is the second best league in college basketball behind the Big East? I think the Big East is is the top, but I think I think SEC, it's either SEC or Big 12, wouldn't you say? I, I would I would say I would agree with that. I would say maybe the SEC, especially with the Big 10 taking a step back in in teams. I I think the SEC or the Big 12 is probably fair, but um yeah, there's certainly a, a lot of good teams in here to, to keep an eye out for. 
Yeah, you mentioned, you know, Arkansas. Um, you've also got Alabama here. Uh, you know, this is a team that was the number one seed. They were number one for pretty much the entire season last year. Um, Brandon Miller is now gone. Um, they do bring in Grant Nelson and Aaron Estrada. Um, but this is going to be not anywhere near the caliber team that we saw last year from Alabama. I think this is going to be a middle of, maybe not middle of the pack. I think they're going to be a top 20 team, but I don't know if they're going to finish in that top four in the SEC. Um, Kentucky, we talked about Kentucky, loaded, loaded freshman class. Um, Justin Edwards, DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, Robert Dillingham, all four of those guys, I'm pretty sure five stars. Um, So what's your, what's your feel on this team? Yeah, I mean, Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell are going to be, I feel like, the most experienced guys on that team. Um, if, if if they can really show some of that, I think that they'll be one of the best teams in the country. But I do feel like you, you mentioned it. I, I'm not a fan of, of excuse me, um, an all mostly freshman core team. Um, I just don't know if that's what, you know, if that's enough power to get it done. Yeah, that's uh, the one. That, that's, there might that's, be a little pressure on on Coach Cal too this year. I don't know if that'll factor into anything, but um, he's certainly got to produce here. Um, yeah, in, in Kentucky. That's a good point. I mean, I feel like the last couple of years he's. I don't hot seat. Are we are we gonna say Coach Cal's on the hot seat? I I don't know. Um, but I think you know that clock is kind of ticking in Lexington to get yeah. the job done. You know, the expectations are always there. Um, when it when it comes to to the blue blood programs and Kentucky's right at the top of the blue blood, so. Um, you know, you're seeing teams like Carolina one recently and, uh, I mean, Duke's had their success as well. Kansas just won a year ago or two years ago. So, you know, all these teams have, have had their success, but Kentucky hasn't. So, uh, it, that'll be interesting to see other teams to note, um, Auburn and Bruce Pearl, they do return Johnny Broom, who I think is absolutely incredible. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do with his squad down in Auburn, Missouri loses a lot from last year's team. Um, Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge are all gone. They do bring in John Tanji, Caleb Grill, and Tamar Bates uh, from Colorado State, Iowa State, and Indiana, respectively. So that'll be interesting to see how Denny Gates can allow those guys to mesh. All right, and then we've got one more conference to get through. Um, let's get to the Big 12 preseason favorite, Kansas Jayhawks, bringing in the top uh, transfer portal target in Hunter Dickinson, uh, they also bring back Dewan Harris, KJ Adams there, Kevin McCullers there. This team's loaded. Uh, are we, are Are you picking, let's just hop right into it. Are you, are you picking Kansas to win this league? I am. I think, I think the, I think they are the worthy favorite in this league. Um, I think there is a lot of depth in this league as well with teams such as Houston, who, if you're unaware, Houston has now made the transition over to the big 12. Um, you've also got Texas that'll be back again. Uh, you know, Rodney Terry's at the helm there. TCU um, and Iowa State finish out the the projected top five. I'm never high on Iowa State. TCU lost Mike Miles. I can't be as high on them. I think it comes down to th- that that top three. Um, you know, for just argument's sake, I'm going to go with Houston um, to win this league. I know they're a newcomer, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Cougars. They do bring in LJ Cryer, stole him right away from Baylor. You pair him up with Jamal Shedd, makes up one of the best backcourts in the country. Juwan Roberts is there as well. Um, so they do return some key pieces in Houston. Um, but what makes you love this Kansas team so much? I mean, at least just on paper, they have everything that they, you know, they fill the position in the front court, back court. They have the coaching experience and, and legendary self and Bill Self. 
Um, I, I just think they're a powerhouse in, in their roster. You mentioned depth. Um, it's, you know, it, I think that they're just going to be unmatched, really. Um, but uh, another team I would like to note, I think, that might be flying under kind of under the radar is Texas. You did mention them. Um, a, a potential difference maker in the transfer of Max Smith is going to be something I'm going to be interested to watch. You know, obviously Tyrese Hunter and Dylan Dicey are two studs, but um, I think maybe the question mark is Rodney Terry at the, you know, um, with them this year. I'm not sure. It, you know, kind of uh, what he'll, what he'll do with this team, but I, I think they certainly have some playmakers and a team that could uh, certainly make a run at the top of this. Um Big 12 conference. One of the teams that made a deep run um, in March last year, and one of the teams that I think as a country we all fell in love with was the Kansas State Wildcats and specifically Jerome Tang. They lose Marquise Noel. They lose Keontae Johnson. They bring in Tyler Perry and they bring in Arthur Kaluma. How are you feeling about this K-State team this year? I know that they weren't, you know, they – they were ranked pretty high all year, but I think people were still underestimating them even when we got into March. Uh, do you think they're going to have the same type of success that they had last year, or do you think that they're going to regress, you know, back to maybe a you know, fringe bubble team this year? Yeah, I, I think they'll be closer to around the bubble. I think that they can still kind of exceed expectations from, you know, uh, a realistic standpoint. Obviously, last year, I think, you know, you mentioned maybe people – uh, underlooking them maybe it was more of a Cinderella but they were very competitive um, but I, I just think the losses of Noel and Keontae Johnson are going to hurt them a little bit um, you mentioned Arthur Kaluma coming in but they'll they'll be around there in the mix and I still think have a very um, a good year and a, and a decent um, and a decent season in Tang's second uh, year there perfect so Rob's got Kansas I say Houston I'm gonna go Texas you sold me on Texas you told you sold me on Texas with what they've got. I'm going to go Texas. You're going to go Kansas. Um, let's go into our national champion. Oh, real quick. Any preseason, well, not preseason. Every year we have these tournaments, these early season tournaments right around Thanksgiving, around what they call quote unquote feast week. Um, so it's back again this year. Um, I know that the most loaded field is the Maui Invitational. And if you're unfamiliar with what the Maui Invitational has this year, Tune in Kansas, UCLA, Tennessee, Purdue, Marquette, Syracuse, Gonzaga, obviously Chaminade. But you're looking at Kansas, you're looking at UCLA, you're looking at Tennessee, Purdue, Marquette, Gonzaga. These are all ranked teams. There's three or four in the top 10. This is an absolutely loaded field. We're going to get a great idea of where these teams are early in the season. I mean, within the first, you know, we're looking at the calendar now, it's November 2nd. Three weeks from now, we're going to have a good idea on, huh, okay, this team stands out. Maybe this team isn't as good as we might thought. Um, what's your take on this Maui Invitational field? I know me and you want to go out so bad. We we want to go. We want to visit there. We want to be able to report on this. But, you know, it's a stupid amount of money to get out there. But what's your take on this tournament? One of these days, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's going to be awesome. Um, I was looking at something that said I think like seven same season teams that played in this tournament have gone on to win the national title. Uh, this is the 40th year. That's almost like a one in five chance, 20% chance. One of these teams is going to be crowned a national championship. I like those odds just playing in the tournament alone. Um, and you certainly have con some contenders, obviously Purdue, KU, maybe Marquette, obviously the top three that stick out to me. I think that they'll, they'll be in the mix for sure. But you, you, you said it, 
hit it on the head. We're, we're really going to get a true feel of these teams and where they stand. Um, I know it's early. So from a measuring stick standpoint, there's obviously some still, per, you know, progress to be made from these teams, but it's going to be exciting um, and, and fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I really like. I think Tennessee could win this. I, I really do. Um, I like their guard play. I think that that's something in these tournaments where you're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time. I, I like the guard play. Um, there was the Tennessee. health of Ziegler at all a question to you? Yeah, I, for I, sure. I bring for that sure. up in the highlights, but I was just wondering. I don't know if he'll be ready to go in this tournament. That's a good point. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I might want to backtrack there. Um, you know, when it comes to the health of him, I still like Viscovi and Josiah Jordan James. Uh, but I, yeah, for this tournament, I, I guess I would probably backtrack from that. I think Kansas is the prohibitive favorite. Um, I think Purdue's going to be there as well. Marquette, obviously, it's just it's loaded, man. Gonzaga's going to be there too. It's oh man, I can't wait for this for this November tournament. Twentieth, November twentieth. There we go. Eighteen days away. Um, the other two, in my opinion, that to really look out for as far as loaded fields, you've got the Battle for Atlantis, Stanford, Texas Tech, Nova, North Carolina, Memphis. Arkansas, Michigan, Northern Iowa. Then as we look into one of the other ones that I did want to highlight is the ESPN Invitational. Um, You've got some teams here that were in the NCAA tournament last year, such as FAU. You've also got Penn State, VATEC, VCU, Butler, Boise State, Iowa State, Texas A&M, and VATEC. And then the last thing I just wanted to touch on with the early season tournaments, obviously we're both Terps. Terps are playing in the Asheville Classic with Clemson UAB. And Davidson, I'm picking them to win this. I think they're the best team in this in this little grouping. Um, I don't think Davidson is what they want, once were under Bob McKillop. Um, I don't think Clemson is – I think Clemson's going to be solid. I don't think they're going to be great. I think that that's going to be the biggest test for the Terps, and UAB is there. But I'm pretty sure Jelly Walker has now moved on from UAB, so I don't think he's there anymore. Um, what's your take on, on the Terps in that Astral Classic? Uh, I mean, if I disagreed with you, then I, I shouldn't be your co-host. But uh, <laughs> I think you, I think you hit it on the head. Like Clemson, might they're going to be solid. It might be, you know, um, it'll be a nice little um, early season test. But we should, we should be the better, the best of those four teams in that, um, in that classic. We should. I expect us to certainly win. Yeah, it's a good little litmus test, you know, early on in the year to see where we are um, as a team. It gives us our first test because. We're going to be at the game on Tuesday night against Mount St. Mary's. Um, so we won't really have much to to tell after that game about the team unless we freaking lose, and then we can all hell breaks loose. Um, but other than that, last thing, let's hop into our national championship picks. We each picked three teams to win the national championship. One of the teams that we both have agreed on, we've already mentioned it in this show, Colorado. We both are very high on the Buffaloes. Um, Boulder is bumping right now with, you know, Dion bringing the swagger back there with the football program. I think it carries over to the basketball program. Um, 90 to one, I think is an absolute steal for a team that was getting the second or third most votes in the top 25 poll. Um, and a team that in my opinion, is going to be right up there at the end of the year. Um, so I know we both got Colorado. Who is your second pick? Um, I like the odds for this one too. in Michigan state, I know you mentioned them in, in, um, your affinity for that team this year, but I, I really do like them as well. And, and what they're sitting at odds wise. Yeah. I, I like Michigan state as well. Um, the 15 to one is what I'm seeing on DraftKings right now. I, I do like their odds. Uh, and what Rob and I are going to do is we're going to throw $5 on each of these teams. So $15 total um, just to have a little something, have, have a little uh, teeth in the game. My second pick is going to be Creighton. I mentioned them earlier. I love 
what Doug McDermott has done. They returned pretty much everybody from that Elite Eight team or the pieces that I guess they did lose, they replaced. So you, you're returning Kalkbrenner, Shireman, and Alexander. You lost Nemhard and Kaluma. You replace them, uh, you know, with Steven Ashworth. That big circle with Kaluma is going to be my big question mark there. But I think the experience and, in my opinion, just one of the best game minds in, in the entire league uh, with Greg McDermott is something that is going to propel them to that next level. I really like them to not only make the final four, but I think they're a national championship contender. Um, who's your final pick? I like Kansas, man. I really do. I, I, I hate, I hate to pick, you know, the favorite, but I, I just on paper they're they're going to be, they really impressed me. So I think they have it all. Um, and I think they will be just a cut above most of those other teams. Yeah. Now, I mean, but yeah, it is chalky as fuck. Not going to lie, but <laughs> I'm going to let you have it. Cause I mean, it's, you can't go wrong with picking the preseason favorite. Um, you know, however, I will say, and we, and I feel like this is becoming a trend more and more. I don't think like they are like a cut above every, like, I don't think it's like Kansas and then everybody else. Like, I, I think that they're a very good team and I think that they are worthy of that number one, um, that that number one ranking and and the best odds to win the national championship, but are they that much better than a Duke or a Purdue or a Michigan State or I don't think they're that much better. Like I think they're better, but how much? I think it's I think it's a lot closer than a lot of people think right now. Um, my last pick, I have an extreme dark horse that I'm gonna throw like two bucks on in Wake Forest. I love Wake Forest. Um, but that I, I'm not going to count them as my pick. Uh, my 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 last pick is going to be Miami at forty to one. I really like the Hurricanes this year. I like what Jimmy Jimmy L's done. Um, you know, Nigel Pack, Norchad O'Meara are both going to be there. We talked about what they've brought in as well um, with Joseph. Didn't bring in, but brought back Joseph. Brought back Wuga Poplar, and then bringing in Matthew Cleveland from Florida State. I really like this Miami team. Um, so just to recap, I've got Colorado, Creighton. Miami, Rob's got Colorado, Michigan State, Kansas. Uh, we'll definitely have that graphic put up on our Instagram page. Um, but that pretty much does it for our first episode of the year. I know we're coming in right about at an hour. Um, but yeah, you know, a couple little bumps in the road. What would you expect from the first episode? We got to get the rust off, got to get the kinks out. We're still waking up here. You know, hibernation is just now ending for us. And we're trying to wake up and get back in the flow of things. You know, we've, me and you know rab and i are, are huge sports fans in general so we're knee deep in football right now college basketball has obviously been on the radar it's been in our peripheral but it hasn't been the direct focus but don't worry don't worry we're just getting started we're gonna have some guests on this year doing uh you know we're gonna we're picking their brains might have some former maryland players on might have some announcers in the game on um we're gonna have some contests as well on instagram on tiktok across our Twitter feed as well. Definitely follow us on all platforms. Also, share us. Tell your friends about us. Let them know, hey, you want to listen to some college basketball? Check these guys out. They're very knowledgeable. They know what they're talking about, at least most of the time. We think we know what we're talking about. Um, Rob, you got anything else to uh, to add before we do get out of here? No, sir. That's it, boss. Awesome. Well, look, like I said, we're going to be at the game on Tuesday. Terps taking on Mount St. Mary's college basketball season starts Monday night. This is Thursday. Episode will be coming out Thursday night, Friday morning. Um, so definitely, you know, get ready for some, some fun, fun packed wall to wall action from here until the beginning of April. We hope you're with us all the way for Rob. 
Robbie Boy, I should say. I'm North, Tyler North. Catch you next week. Take it easy.